doing? Gangi style. Gangi style. Gangi style. Gangi style. Gangi style. Gangi style. Sorry. Is that the kids bop version oh, yeah. of Gungam stuff? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I told you we're going kids bop for this arc. <laughs> this arc is getting nothing but kids bop. What year was that 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 took over? It was when I was at Walmart, so it must have been 07, 08 is when they that? started to come out. Okay. I remember um, remember the Walmart that always loop videos. Yeah, yeah. Like 10 of them. And so, like, Box and I would be like, oh my God. <laughs> I remember Hillary Duff. Oh, wait. Gungi style. There we go. Um, I remember Hillary Duff. Uh, beat of my heart, and oh, yeah, it was yeah. like a 10 yeah, second yeah, clip yeah. that would play, and I got obsessed with that song yeah, off that 10 second clip. It's got a great bass. Didn't she do like a leg move or something? I yes. remember you doing like she does a weird. She kick. did a leg move in the in the clip, but yeah, <laughs> and you'd you'd work eight hours, nine hours a day there, and you would see it like a hundred times. Oh yeah. So yeah, I mean, I like transferred and Ann take me out was a really good one. Um, but the great one about the kids bop one when kids bop kids bop one. It had Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson. And they cut to the crowd. Like, it's like the kid band singing, right? And they cut to the crowd. And there's this one kid who looks like he is in the middle of, like, a PCP rage. <laughs> like, his eyes are just, like, dilated. And they're, like, wide open. They're, like, bulging out of his head. And he's just screaming. And it's in, like, slow motion. They're like, Since You've Been Gone. And they, like, cut to the crowd. And there's this kid just, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. I should pull that up and find it. Gungi style. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that must have been, I think the first Kids Bop must have been 2007, 2008. Okay. Around there, because I know I was at Walmart when it dropped, and that shit sold, man. I, that I, shit flew. That's insane. The thing is, it's just, it's the same song yeah, with yeah, yeah. kids singing it. Yeah. But this, you know, uh, we talked about Good Lovin'. Um, you show me Good Lovin' in the Maroon 5, yeah. but they call it Good Dancing. I noticed they took out the sexies in yeah. this. It's just, ooh, lady. <laughs> <laughs> There's no, ooh, sexy lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, it's Gungi style. Gungi style. Gungi yeah. was showing me something. Gungi's the best. God, these kids rule, man. I do, I like, I legitimately like the fact that they don't try to, like, I don't know, tune down his voice. Like he's, no, I mean this is the same Wookie voice that we've gotten. Yeah, yeah, he sounds like an adult Wookie. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm surprised that they didn't like tune it down a couple of octaves to just make it sound like an adolescent. Yeah, I, I'm kind of glad they didn't. I'm very glad they didn't. That'd be weird. Yeah, It'd be very, very disarming. Yeah. Anyways, so expect to hear this a lot. Gungi style. All right, sorry. <laughs> New sound effects alert. <laughs> Gungi style. <laughs> I'm really into Gungi. I already made the episode art. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You've been on top of it. Yeah, you know, I like it. Yeah. This is a good arc for you. Yeah. Uh, I The the episode art is very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It says like younglings bop on it. 
<laughs> and like Gungi is in the center and he's really big, but then everybody else is around him in the background. And then like there's a star and it just says Gungi style. <laughs> uh, I'm having too much fun with this uh, shit. Fun. It's a great time. So I had to get a new phone today. Yeah, I saw that. It's fucking annoying. And, like literally, and I remember, I think, recent episodes i bitched about like oh it's time for another ios update it's the same fucking thing yeah so yeah i mean i had to uh my phone all of a sudden was just like cellular data is not available you need to do an update so i update it still getting it so there i think there's something wrong with like the sim slot in my yeah. old phone because i went in and they put in a new sim card and nothing changed and i was just like I, they're gonna like well we can do some more things I was like, no did you go to apple or did you go to went like, to xfinity okay because i have xfinity mobile but then um yeah, so I ended up getting a 12. Wasn't going to get a 13. I'm not getting that. That's I don't like odd numbers, and I'm not getting that fucking odd <laughs> number. I can tell you that much. Um, so I got a 12, um, so I don't have the movie camera, so I guess we're not shooting a film anytime Damn. soon. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm playing around with it, and I'm just like, that's the same fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. I had an XR. I think it was either a 10 or 11. Uh, I think it was the 11 XR. But, like, nothing changed. Like, it drives me nuts, man. Yeah. Like there's it it used to be exciting to get a new phone and now it's just like you just like download the apps you want and re-sign into your shit. Yeah. And then that's it. Yeah. That's it. So Yeah, it's it's we've talked about it before too. It's the same with deal with like gaming consoles. Well, like, I just bought a uh, Series S this week. A Series S, which is the new that? Xbox. Oh, really? It's the digital one. Okay. And it's not, it, it, like, the graphics card isn't quite as powerful. It, it doesn't do, like, full 4K. Okay. But it's going to have all the next-gen titles on it. And I was just, I don't give a fuck about 4K. Yeah. But, yeah. I, like, it used to be such a huge jump to go from, like, PlayStation yeah. to PlayStation 2. Yeah. Even to PlayStation 2 to PlayStation 3, it was, like, yeah. a noticeable difference. Yes. Now, it's just super negligible. Yeah. And, like, the game I'm playing on right now is the Master Chief Collection, which was on Xbox One. Okay. I'm yeah. I got it mostly for Halo Infinite, um, and I was looking at maybe just getting an Xbox One because it's coming out on that as well. Pulling the old Wii U with the Breath of the Wild that I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but like, dude, because of all these fucking phones and just like all the lithium that's being mined and just, dude, it's really hard for them to like get a hold of graphics cards right now. Yeah. Well, which is insane to think about. Like Sony and Microsoft are having a hard time procuring enough. So. But I looked at like Xbox Ones, and there was the Xbox One X. A used one at GameStop was three hundred ninety yeah. bucks, and I was like, "That's the that's the last gen system. Yep, it's not a series. That's an Xbox One X." And so I was like, "What the fuck?" So I was just on BestBuy.com, and they're like, "Oh, they have two Series S, which is the new one, um, the digital only." And it was like three hundred bucks. I was like, "So you're telling me I can get a Series S for cheaper than I would for an Xbox, for an one, Xbox one X?" Yeah. Then I'll just get that, you know, and I'll just deal with the digital. Yeah, it's, it's I think it's like the lithium, but then also uh, like microprocessors or something. That's yeah. another thing that's like in huge demand. It's because Tesla's hoarding them all and shoving them in their stupid well, fucking cars. There's that. Do you know what's another reason why? Like the supply chain's totally fucked, but another well, yeah, it's going to be a few years before we get out of this mess. Another reason why uh, like these companies are having problems finding like these computer components crypto all of these oh, bitcoin miners right. yeah. are putting together like like insane rigs where they got like a fucking garage full of fucking computers running 24 7 yeah 
So like Sony and Microsoft and even like car manufacturers too are having huge problems finding like computer chips and stuff. I thought crypto was supposed to change the world yeah. for the better. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even get a f- decentralized. Jesus. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a big uh, economics guy. I don't know a ton about it. I have opinions on what should be yeah, done yeah. with money, but I couldn't tell you the ramifications. I just know what's humane and what's not. Um, but I'm kind of curious, like, most people that I respect on that level that, like, know stuff about how things work, and they're like, yeah, it's it's a fad. Yeah. They're like, it's stupid. Um, but then I'll have, like, a few friends who just, like, are totally pilled by it and are just like, it's the future, you yeah. know? And it's, I, so I don't know what to fucking think of it. Well, our one buddy thinks it's going to replace the dollar. Like, he's convinced himself that when he bought Dogecoin, he was convinced, like, oh, no, they're going to, the dollar's going to be nothing. Yeah. And I think what he said to me just, is like, I don't know if it's Dogecoin that's the future, but I can tell you it's not paper money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, well, you know, I could see that, but... Like, you're going to have to have, like, government backing on some yeah. of these things. Um, I mean, like, China has already started to do their own kind of digital currency, um, you know? And, I mean, that's everybody's going to fall in line to that if that's going to be. So I just, I don't see how, like, an unregulated Bitcoin blockchain thing. Yeah, yeah. It just, it, it doesn't match up. I don't see how it, uh, I don't get it. Yeah, we'll see. And there's only so much you can mine. But they're like, well, you got you could mine it forever, and it would take 30 years before we get to the last one or something like that. Yeah. I'd. I saw a video online of somebody who made, like, a radiator with it to, like, heat his apartment. He used, like, a Bitcoin mining, like, thing. Like, oh. a rig. Because they get super hot. Yeah. So he, like, in the winter, he uses it to heat his apartment <laughs> while he's mining Bitcoin. I mean, I guess... I. So what you got to like decipher the code of a blockchain? Like each one has a unique blockchain something. code or something I, like that. I am and not so the like right the mining is like the computers are running formulations constantly to try to unlock one. Is that apparently I, I, something like that? I don't. I have no idea. Hmm. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're gonna give me a thousand dollars in Bitcoin or a thousand dollars in cash, I'll take that cash, baby. I'll take that cash. It was funny, though. I saw there was some kind of someone posted a old it was some kind of like like, I don't know, game tournament or something like League of Legends back in like 2016 or 2014. And like first prize was like a new PlayStation. Second prize was like a gift card. And then like way down on the list, like sixth place was like three bitcoins and now <laughs> was, they're worth like <laughs> now they're worth millions of dollars uh that's a good win yeah good for them um i know i dabbled in the ethereum when i was in my little market phase yep. you know i mean ethereum i was reading a book on that i should read the book but apparently that's like a never will run out but i mean if they're real it sounds like it's burning the earth to a crisp yeah yeah so well, I, I mean, what is it? <laughs> true. I don't know. It, it's either going to go to one way or eventually they're going to just throw up her hands and be like, well, just live it up for another hundred years and then uh, <laughs> we call it a day. Yeah. You know, and Elon Musk's like brain will get shipped to Mars <laughs> and he'll just like tweet, you know, based stuff from Mars and he'll probably have like a couple sick of fans like he's so cool <laughs> just hanging out, circling his brain or we'll do something about it. I I don't think we will. I don't think we will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not hopeful, but 
I don't know. Hey, well, we bought property in the north, man. This is gonna be this is gonna be some hot stuff. <laughs> all that Miami beachfront when it's underwater. I forgot where I read it, but someone said like one of the cities that is like poised to best survive like a climate catastrophe is but montana <laughs> duluth minnesota really yeah nice because it's just gonna get warmer and it is a pretty city oh it's some, a great city some parts i'd love to live up there yeah i would i would too yeah duluth's great the last time i was up there i was driving around and i was like i could totally see like they got that toy shop here. too yeah they do Ooh, oh. they only got one target yeah, they. I'd do. have a really hard time with my heat checks up there. They just got. They just. They're opening a Costco for the first time up Ooh. there. Is there heat at Costco? Heat, heat, heat. That's what I call collectibles. The heat oh, checks. Oh, that's right. Yes. Ooh. Where yeah, they got their Lego sets there. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, where there's smoke, there's fire. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I saw a picture of a Black Series that they announced, and it's fucking Bill Burr's character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> From Mandalorian. Yeah. It's like, oh, God. It's uh, Bill Burr's character, uh, Timothy, Timothy Oliphant. What's his character's name? Uh, fuck, why am I drawing a blank on that? I, know, I, I ordered the Funko Pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, Cobb Vanth, that's it. Yeah. yeah, but he, in his Boba Fett armor, is getting a Black Series, and then, uh, like, Nomad Boba Fett. Ooh. So, and that one looked pretty cool. Grizzled Boba? Yeah. With his walking stick, that his, big hog his, stick thing that his, he's got? Uh, Gamphy Gamphy stick? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Is it the same one that the band Tuscans, uh, the Tuscans yeah, yeah. use? Okay, that's cool. You know what they should release is a Black Series? Gungi style. Right, sorry. <laughs> Everything leads back to Gungi in this yeah. episode. Either way, welcome to the Clone Cast. Yeah, the Clone Cast. Welcome to the Clone Cast, where we rate and review. God, I, I throw myself off every time I say <laughs> rate and review. Where we watch a new episode of the Clone Wars and then review it. Uh, today, we're watching them all in chronological order, by the way. That's different than episodic order. Yes. Um, today we are reviewing season five, episode seven, a test of strength. Yeah. And it's a bunch of younglings. So we're going to be talking about that. But normally what we do is we bullshit for a while, 20 to 40 minutes. Um, we have a couple things that we do and some uh, house cleaning and then we get to the review itself. Yeah. Speaking of which, how was your dad's birthday? It was good. It was very odd. I got put at the kids table. Um, really? So was it a party that your like stepmom threw for him or something? Yeah. Okay. And they, you know, they, is it at their house or a restaurant? No, they rented out a room at a local country club near Ooh, their house. Yeah. Fancy. Very fancy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I got put at the kids table and, you know, when I say kids table, it's just like, you know, I'm 30s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of my stepmom's grandkids, early 30s, and the other one's late 20s. Yep. Um, and then his wife. But then there was also, like, the younger grandchildren, who one is 16, and he has Down syndrome. Okay. Lovely kid. He's hilarious. Like, <laughs> yeah. he really gets, like, into it and, like, yep. singing happy birthday and stuff. And then, like, when people are, like, ribbing somebody, he does this thing where he's like, oh, you. <laughs> 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 I love it. Like, I could listen to him all <laughs> night. awesome. Kid's hilarious. Um, and then also his brother, who's 18. Oh, okay. Um, so I was the oldest one at the table, but, you know, I, I say kid's table in the sense that there weren't, like, five years right. there. Yeah, yeah, So, But I don't know. Like, my dad, you know, he grabbed me and he dragged me around and introduced me to people that I think I may have met once or sure. I never met. And, um, yeah, so my dad was very having a great time showing me off at his birthday party. Um, Did he plug the podcast at all? No. <laughs> no, I don't let him listen to the podcast. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. I had, like, it was very odd to me, like, 
because there's like there's like 70 80 year olds yeah and i'm sitting there and like get pulled up and like into conversations and i was like i'm actually kind of enjoying talking to the older people than i am like to the 18 year oh, yeah. old and i was like something's changing oh i've been that- although like the 18 year old really likes me and thinks i'm cool which is oh, fun. that's nice yeah he's like oh you know he's always like looking at me looking for my reactions on things yeah and, like then like laughing at my reactions i've noticed so that's it makes me feel very special but um, I was always that way. Like dr- I was always drawn more towards like, no, I want to like hang out with the adults and like have a conversation as yeah. opposed to like, I remember at research at recess in elementary school, I was like in second or third grade. I would get in trouble because I would like sit and talk to the attendants yeah. <laughs> instead of like playing <laughs> on the playground. <laughs> I'd want to talk about like, Oh, I just saw Jurassic park the other day. <laughs> Have you seen that movie? Yeah, I, I it was, yeah, but it was a good time. Yeah, it was a really good time. I don't, I it's getting carted around and like introduced to various people instead of like more like just like walking up high and Tom. Yeah, you yeah. Know, that's a little odd. Um, it is insane. And the way the way they kind of fawn over me, too, I don't, I don't do well with yeah. that. And I always like kind of come off as awkward when they compliment me and stuff. Like, oh wow, you're even more handsome than your father. And I'm like, uh, thanks. <laughs> I'm like, and that's the thing where I'm like, I'll always be the fucking baby. Yeah. You know, I felt like a baby when they say stuff like that, you know? Yeah. And I just, yeah, I don't know. Because I'm the only child. We're also from the Midwest, so we don't do well with getting and accepting compliments. No, but I'm also the only child. So, and I don't have kids of my own. I'm not married. So I still feel like I'm viewed as like this young kid yeah, yeah like a like a 21 year old like fresh out of college that's kind of how they see me yeah and i just i'm not that you know yeah, yeah. so it it but overall it was a good time it's insane to me that your dad's 80 that's he's 80 crazy. years old crazy only well, he was 42 when i was i born. know if i end up having kids i'm gonna be just like my dad i know old dad i'm gonna be the same way too we're getting there man it's crazy and it's just it's nuts because like my dad I, my dad was 23 when he had me yeah so like i remember growing up and my dad was like a kid basically but i looked at him as an adult yeah so it's gonna be weird maybe that's why i don't feel you know i think we've talked about it before like i still feel like early 20s oh yeah yeah, like the way i just see myself in a mirror and stuff and like just walking around i don't feel like when i was 10 i'd look at a 37 year old and be like okay yeah yeah like it's different to me like i am different than what i used to view a 37 year old as and so i don't know if it's maybe just that like it's just the fact that i haven't had kids um and also my dad was older so you know he's 42 when i was born so when i start having memories he was already like 50 yeah you know so maybe that's why i just view things in that odd way yeah but like even me like my dad was I think he was like 37 when him and my mom split up. And like, I remember, <laughs> I remember when that happened and being like, yeah, I'm pretty close to that age. I'm just a few years off. And I do not think of myself as being in that same like place as an adult. Yeah. You know, I still, yeah, like, my dad at, at this point in his life, he'd already been divorced. <laughs> and <laughs> then probably married my mom around when he got 40 so he's a couple years older than i am now when he married my mom and then he got divorced again after like eight years yeah yeah. and then he got remarried again like i and i just no 
I'm not even close. I mean, you you at least are in a relationship for a long time. Yeah, yeah. When are you gonna get married? I don't know. Come on. But Bree and I both are like at a point where we're like, what the fuck's the point? Like both of us. You're gonna, you're gonna aren't you? Oh yeah, eventually. Yeah, but I don't even like think of you as like. I think of you as married. Yeah, yeah. I really do. I, for all intents and purposes, like yeah. we are married. Are you going to do a big thing when you do, or are you going to be a smaller thing? I don't know. It'd be nice to have like a party and like have a bunch of people get together and With stuff. Some pizza. But I don't know if we'll do like in a ceremony. You know what we should do for the party? We should just record an episode and make everybody listen to it. <laughs> yeah. That one episode is good. <laughs> the ratings will be through the roof. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> Gungi style. Just me just sitting up there. <laughs> I'm the DJ. This is all I do all Gungi night. Gungi style. <laughs> Gungi style. Oh, anyways. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm probably not getting married anytime soon. Okay. Are you like hitting up Hinge still or taking a break? You know, I got. I talk. Yeah. I'm also really down on myself lately. I don't know if you've noticed. Yeah. yeah. Um, very up and down. I don't know. I don't view, I don't think very highly of myself lately. Yeah. And so it's kind of hard for me to date. That was always like, because you and I both have been to therapy frequently enough where they yeah. always are like talking about like, they try to dig down on how you feel about yourself. Yeah. And like, I always head them off at the pass and I was like, listen, I don't hate myself. I just think I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I never get to the point where I'm like hating myself. Yeah. But I'm never to the point where it's like I want to celebrate myself. Sure, it's like that makes sense. I'm I'm fine. I am fine with myself. I think I think highly of myself, but I also don't. Yeah, if that makes any sense. That was like like I think I have some things that are good, but in, unless I'm like actively doing like working on things that make me feel good, like it doesn't matter how I feel about yeah. myself. That's I'm, like I'm just a piece um, of shit. that reminds me of I just watched a uh, like a behind the scenes thing with Jason Alexander talking about like playing George and yeah. like figuring out the character, and he's talking about Larry David, and he was like, Larry had the the craziest combination of this ego that he would think that every idea he had was completely worth listening to. And anybody that, like, would criticize him would be, like, an idiot for not listening to him. But <laughs> yeah. simultaneously thinking that he was just, like... Worthless. Worthless <laughs> in this, like, piece of shit that, like, why would anybody want to listen to me? And he was, like, he was able to hold those two things simultaneously. I think that's how you and I pretty much are. Eh, I don't know. That's how I am. That's how you are. Absolutely. I don't think my ideas are worth like, listening to Like, I will, like, mutter to myself around the house when I was like, you fucking suck, Tom. <laughs> you know, like, and then I'll, like, tweet something and I'll think it's like, this is brilliant. Why isn't it taking off? Right. You know, and it's no, just. No, no, no. I'm that way just without the this is brilliant thing. I've okay. never looked at anything I've done and viewed it as brilliant. You've never viewed this podcast as brilliant? No, I mean, it's fine, but. Okay. <laughs> proud of it gungi stars no, part of that's the way that i got raised too like my dad from a very early age was like like he my dad's an ultimate realist so he was like you're nothing special like don't don't ever think you're like don't get too big for your britches and i was okay. like great yeah my dad is very great can i blow my birthday candles out now dad? yeah <laughs> like we had that drilled into yeah. our heads like my dad i mean i'm the you have a brother yeah i'm an only child and my dad 
he felt he still to this day apologizes about getting divorced. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, one, my mom got divorced. Like, it was, <laughs> yep. She was like, I don't want to be married. Um, but I was like, Dad, I was like five. Yeah. I don't know anything else. Yeah. And like, you don't have to feel bad about it. Like, I think it's... he will like to this day. He will start talking and he will tear up. And both like both of our dads are Catholic. It seems like both of them are very emotional. Yeah. And like I my dad did the same thing like two years ago. He took me and my brother aside at the cabin. He was like, I just need to have a conversation with you guys. And like I don't do well with every those. time he does that. It's, it's like, oh, God, what's going to what, what's he going to talk about now? And he just basically he sat us down and he like started crying immediately <laughs> and like apologized for being oh. so hard on us when we were younger. And it's like I, and immediately it's like you don't this is not necessary because it's just that type of stuff makes me uncomfortable. So, yeah, it was like I appreciate the effort, but like we're good. We're all we're all yeah. good here. Yeah, I just, you know, I I have a hard time with it when he does that. I'm just kind of like, all right, all right, you know, I'm feeling awkward now. Um, (laughs) It's very strange for me, like, the relationship with my father versus, like, or even both my parents. Uh, I love them both very much, but I have a hard time being my full authentic self around them, and I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty much me 24-7. I don't know. I'm just so weird. Who knows? <laughs> but like, I don't, this is this will turn into Tom like talking about, you know, the awkward moments with my dad when we go to games and stuff, and like he'll end up like talking to somebody in our row about like anything and everything, and like I'm just like sitting there like cool, yeah. <laughs> and it's happened so many times. So uh, for his birthday, I'm bringing him to the Lakers game here in oh, December. Cool. So That'll I'm sure he'll ignore fun. me there. Um, <laughs> I don't, but it's crazy because, like, my stepmom, like, I'll go in there and I'll chat. She, like, gets me. Yeah. yeah. But, like, when it's just me and my dad, I, I, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know what it is. We're repressed. I guess. Yeah. But he's also this, like, really emotional guy. Like, I love you. I love you. You know, and it, but, like, I'll, like, try to, like, get a little banter going with him. And he just doesn't click with my banter. Oh, uh, okay. Like, my mom gets my banter. Yeah. yeah. My stepmom gets my banter. But my dad is just like, uh, you know, I look like him, but other, you know, I got my mom's personality. Yeah. Very. Well, do you say like you're, he's a twin and. He is a twin. Do you say that his brother kind of has more like your sense of humor? Yeah. Yeah. Uncle Dave's a little more um, loose. Yeah. yeah. That's very like conservative. I mean, very emotional and stuff, like I said, but he's a very conservative Catholic man. Yeah. Whereas my dad, whereas my uncle Dave is different. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they're twins. They're very different, though. It's very interesting. Um, I don't know. It's odd. They did one of those twin studies for the University of Minnesota. Yeah, yeah you were telling me about that. Like, yeah. And like their two views of their upbringing, totally different. Yeah. Totally different. And so it makes sense that they're different people. But they're raised in the same environment. So I'm yeah. just like sitting there. There's like somebody who's a psychology bachelor. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. You yeah. Know, like, nature versus nurture. It's so argument. odd to me. Yeah. Like same house. Assuming, like, I was like, were you treated? Did was Uncle Dave favored? Yeah, he's like, no, not really, no, not that I think, no, but it, I, he just viewed it in a more negative light than Uncle Dave did. Yeah, very strange. What are we talking about? I have no idea. I haven't we been to really, therapy. I haven't been to therapy in a while, so this is yeah. Uh, I should probably go. This is good stuff. Yeah, but yeah, Lakers game that'll be good. That'll be fun. LeBron James. Yeah, I want to see LeBron before he retires. That'll be I've cool. I've never seen LeBron. 
Yeah, so uh, me and Pop's going to go to the uh, Lakers game. Yeah. How are Timberwolves tickets like selling now? Well, Lakers, since it's LeBron I and Anthony that Davis be... and Russell Westbrook, that is going to cost me a pretty penny. Yeah. But, you know, it's LeBron. I never saw Michael. Can I go see LeBron? Yeah. But I'm saying, like, in general, does the Target Center sell out for games? Or Well, Target Center's got about 19 to 20,000 capacity. I would say... If they're playing well, which has been a long time, but the year they played well, they probably had like 17, 18 a night, they, which is pretty good yeah, for yeah. when you play 40-some games a year. But like when it gets bad and it's at the end of the year, I mean, oh, God. I went to a game, <laughs> I think it was like 2011. It was, it was New Year's Day, and it was like negative 10 degrees outside. And I was with like Kurt and a few other guys, and we were like, let's go to the fucking Timberwolves game. They're playing the New Jersey Nets, who also were turds. And it, this was like the peak brutal Timberwolves. This is like when they were at the bottom of the bottom. Yeah. Like, there was no hope at this time. And it was negative 10 out. And we got tickets. And so they're playing the Nets, and that's Chris Humphreys, if you remember who that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He married Kim Kardashian. Yeah. So it's like, I would say, in a 20,000-seat arena, I think the announced attendance was 10,000. <laughs> That just means 10,000 tickets were sold. sold. Yeah. That doesn't mean 10,000 people showed up. I think it was like 2,000 people. <laughs> if that. I mean, it was brutally cold. And guess who was sitting courtside? Kim Kardashian. No way. It was hilarious. That's awesome. And so they fucking go on the, you know, they go on the fucking one of the intermissions, like a timeout or something. Like, the Timberwolves would like to welcome <laughs> Kim Kardashian. And they just, like, zoom in on her and, like... <laughs> There's like some scattered applause, and then you hear like boo, and just <laughs> it was so cringe, man. It was so bad. Oh man, I don't know, but I don't like when they, they've been bad for so long. Yeah, that unless it's like a really good team, you know, you're probably gonna be able to get it for pretty cheap. Yeah, I don't know, but I remember when we had Garnett, like back in the day, and when we were good for a long time, consistently a good team, and we had KG, like. That place was close to selling out every night. Yeah. Tickets were harder to come by. It was a very fun atmosphere. I don't know. Team's decent this year. We're, now we're talking about sports. We should probably just get into listener <laughs> yeah, appreciation. So. All right. This is something you can't go back and forth <laughs> with me on. So. It's only because I'm so in love. No. <laughs> no, it's because I'm so in love with you. Oh, no. Where's my thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't find my thing. You're stuck with me. I can't find my thing. You're doing it today. All right. I can't find my thing. Here we go. I mean, you can't find your thing. It's right there. I can't find the thing. I can't find the thing. Wait a second here. Maybe got the thing here. There you go. Well, this is that thing, but I don't know where my. See, it's gone. Oh, okay. This sucks. I had to. I was trying to like back up my phone, and then I lost all my cookies and passwords. Uh, so now I got to get relogged into everything. The whole phone thing was a mess. <laughs> you got it? Yeah, I got. It. All right, you you do it. Today. Well, speaking of the, the intro, Hayden Christensen confirmed for Ahsoka. That's yeah, going to be very fun. exciting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's going to be in Kenobi. This I is this is going to be the Hayden Christensen redemption tour. I really hope that it, things pull out for him. He's not going to have George Lucas writing his dialogue. No, I know. This is the Hayden Christensen redemption tour. And he's now, got- if he knocks it out of the park, we're going to be like, oh, fuck, man. Why couldn't George have just wrote the story? Yeah, yeah. 
Although I do like they they've been aging very nicely for me. The thing about this though is he's walking into like the pump. It, it's been like preloaded for him. The pump has been primed from the Clone Wars. Like everybody's going to be looking at him because they have all of this Anakin associated with Clone Wars. Yeah, at least that's the way I'm going to view it. Prime the pump. Prime. Remember when that was a thing? Well, that, uh, Donald Trump said he invented it when he was president. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? He was like priming the pump. That means uh, you got to warm something up. I, he I said had, he invented it? He was like, I, uh, I came up with that term. Or he said something weird like that. Uh, He's more. Anyway, the Holy <laughs> Trinity. Oh, did you see starting a social network? <laughs> oh, perfect. We're going to have to get on there. I'll start a fan page on there. <laughs> Clone Castanovas, we are all signing up for Donald Trump's social media network well let's just see if we can get some chuds as listeners it'll be great hey man they say they're full free speech okay yeah it, it free speech such a fun idea on these social media platforms until the nazis show up you know <laughs> <laughs> yay <laughs> like come on oh yeah but you know that's where they're going i'm all for free speech but uh i don't want I don't nazis know. talking i don't know i read that fox news comment section Oh yeah, no, and I was like, I don't know if I'm up for this. Yeah, <laughs> there, there are limits. And that was a Timber. It was a, it was a clip from the Timberwolves game, from the other night, the opening night, because one of our guys, like, we were just running them out of the gym, and he hit a three, and he like looked at their bench. He's like, you should probably take a timeout, and he did a timeout symbol at their bench, right? And so it was just an article about how well he plays a young rookie. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna get too deep into, it. but like. I just Googled the Timberwolves because I want to see the schedule. And that was like one of the first stories. I was like, oh, God, Fox News. And I clicked it. <sighs> and it's just this innocuous, like, just a report yep. on a game. Um, and then you go down to the comments. There's 23 comments. I counted them. One positive. The one positive comment was like, this is a cesspool. of <laughs> this, The comments in this section are an absolute cesspool. Yeah. And then there was like five that are like, oh, why doesn't he just shut up and play the game? So pretty innocuous, you know, just old guy. Like, I don't like the showboating yep. of any kind. Probably has some racial undertones, though. But there was nothing blatantly obvious. And the rest were just flat out racist. Yeah. And I was just like, who's moderating this shit? It's insane. And they're all. It's anyways. OK. Yeah. Go the ahead. Holy Trinity. Yeah. <laughs> Depressed Kenobi. Well, oh, wait. I have to hit the things, don't I? Yeah, you do. Here you go. Hello there. Get ready for it. It's a great song. Let's cut it off right there. All right. The one and only Ithorian historian. And last member of the Holy Trinity. Are you going to try it or do you the, want me to do it? The diplomat. You'll know. The president of Norway. The president of Norway. Architect of the Nor of the Nordic model. <laughs> You'll know. Oh man! All right, continue. We got uh, Eliza, aka a drop of magic. Yes, Eliza. Eliza will be very happy to hear that I I'm on the Gungi train. Nice. Yeah. Because Eliza was like, "All oh, this Biff talk. What about Gungi?" I know. And I was like, "I think next episode we got Gungi covered. They're all great. Oh, they are. But I mean, it's, it's the Biff and Gungi. Yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, those are so the far. Two. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see." That Petro, though, man, he's got some. He's got some skill. He was, yeah. He's kind of an annoying hot shot. He's but, definitely an annoying hot shot. But, but they, hey, there are a couple. You of give moments. him a lightsaber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. All right. Uh, Jaylee, you are a bold one. Come back, Jaylee. Come back. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> so your eyes light up. Yeah, on that one. a little hollow notes, huh? Uh, then we have the Parisian princess, Celine in Perry. Bonjour. Uh, next member is Jules. El Davio. Uh, at El Davio. Yes. Any word from Jules lately? I mean, she's liked stuff on Twitter. Okay. She's around. Okay. Um, She's got Clone Casanova in yeah, her bio yeah, yeah, yeah. on Twitter, which is very exciting. Yeah. I would love to hear from Jules. Like, get uh, more Lego updates from Jules. That's right. Yeah. I was curious if maybe Celine, uh, you know, dipped her toes in the water and got a uh, Lego set. Oh, There's so much fun. Did you see the Home Alone house? That looks so cool. Oh, I got to get. I have to You know which back. one I really want lately? Huh. It's the fucking Sesame Street one. Oh, really? It looks dope, man. I haven't seen it. It's cool. I got to look that up. They got a the target there. Okay. I'm going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> they also had the uh, Mario Cube. You see the cube with the question mark? Oh, really? It's like a, It just looks like the yeah. cube, but then it opens up, and there's have a bunch of shit Have you seen the one that's just like a Nintendo, an original oh, NES, yeah. and it's got like a little TV? I oh, you have that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it open? Uh, No. No, holding no. on to that one. They also they had another one that's like a special edition one that's a piano. It's like a tiny grand piano. Sure. But uh you can hook it up to your phone and like actually play music with it. Okay. And the keys like move and stuff. It's that's like very a cool. Piano. Pretty cool. I'm building the meditation chamber this weekend. <laughs> yes. The Darth Vader meditation chamber. I'm gonna crack that bad boy open. Live. Darth Clink. Darth Clink. Darth Clink. That's a great clink. It is. You know? I would love to see Light Side Clink, which is the Clink that we met, face off with Dark, Dark Side, Side Clink, Clink, the Darth Clink, the Darth one. Yeah. And just see who can, you know, change the tires on a fucking race car faster. You know? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, a, Clink reminds me of like a pit crew member kind yeah. of. You know? And he's just like, Ey. I saw on Twitter, like, I, I can't remember if Liv shared it or not, but like, I saw someone posted Clink next to that like weird gondola. R2 pilot from uh oh, yeah, from yeah, the yeah, Mandalorian. Yeah. yeah. I gotta rewatch Mando. Yeah. We should rewatch Mando. Yeah, I'd be up for it. Yeah. That's good stuff. I yeah, like we'll any that. kind of astromech that's altered like that. It's pretty yeah. sweet. I just like astromechs in general. Alright. You got the next uh theme ready to go? Oh, I got it rocking and rolling. Traveling through hyperspacing like Dustin. Rural Farm Boy. The official retweeter of the pod. Looking for a home in the heart of did you see Mick responded to Paul? No. Paul's whole like, well, they're more of just like a blues cover band, man, you know? <laughs> um, Mick was like, yeah, well, you were around for like 10 years. I'm still selling out arenas, <laughs> stadiums. You know, we've been around for 50 years now. I think Paul, like, I think it was more of just a friendly, because yeah, yeah, there's yeah, always yeah. been like a friendly competition between them. They were friendly mm -hmm. friends, you know? I don't know. I mean, it's not like Paul can't sell out an arena. Yeah, but, know, but I love like those feuds. Like we talked about Elton John. The one with, that hit that he had that I loved was with Billy Joel because they were like friends for a while. But then yeah. Elton John just started talking shit about yeah, him. And he's like, he's a fat drunk. <laughs> Elton, Elton John was like, uh, Billy Joel, why don't you write songs anymore? And Billy Joel responded and was like, why do you? <laughs> like, you haven't written a good song in 30 years. I'd have to side with Elton just because I like Elton a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy Billy Joel, but yeah. I'll take the the catty bitch Elton all day long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the bitch is back. Is that song about him? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> the fever's gonna hit you when the get, <laughs> bitch gets back. Oh, uh -huh. all right. There it is. of the email apocalypse. We got Noah Blight. 
That was big shatting it up on the Discord. He was trying to bait me into a goddamn debate on the sequels. Yeah. And, and then we're sympathetic on the sequels. It's like, yeah, they could be better, yeah. but yeah. And yeah, like the whole um, one thing that I had mentioned was like, you know, Ray was a nobody in the last Jedi, yeah, yeah. and then we find out she's a Palpatine. Yeah. That was the, that's the one thing I had the biggest issue with. Yeah, I mean, but but I still like whatever. I could I could I could I could tie a knot and clean that up. Yeah, you know, you can you can you can parse it. You can parse in a fantasy universe. You can parse pretty oh, much yeah, anything yeah. in your head if you want to. I think it was stupid. Yeah. Um, like that. You didn't have to make her a Palpatine in the last one. You could have just had her been still just a nobody, yeah. but Palpatine's alive or reincarnated yeah. and clone. But I mean, there's plot holes in the prequels that are massive. I mean, the whole R two thing, and they have the <laughs> they have the good fortune of like the R two thing. Like they could have. They just shot themselves in the foot they're, with that. They're definitely wrapping that up in Kenobi. Oh, they're, they have. They're going to be retconning the hell out of that. Thing. Yeah, but it's just amazing to me that like he clearly doesn't know who R two is in A New Hope, and yet they still went like full bore with him interacting with R two in the prequels. Yeah, and in the Clone Wars series, you know. But then they take the time to. One little line in Revenge of the Sith. Oh, you're taller. You know the, <laughs> the Grievous line. They're sticking. They're sticking I mean, that close one, to that one. That one. We're 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 really gonna follow that. We're not gonna let Anakin even sniff Grievous yeah. in the whole Clone Wars. So it's very odd to me, like the plot holes that they don't patch up. Yeah, and the ones that they're just like, well, we well, we got to stick to our well, guns. It's all, there, it's all Lucas. So if Lucas wants to like just throw something out, he can. Yeah, and I think when like Filoni was still under Lucas, Filoni like yeah, kind of held a tighter leash yeah. my thoughts on the sequel trilogy once for all are seven out of ten i think they're very enjoyable yeah um there's a lot of things if you look into it too deeply but just going into theaters and having a good time yeah they accomplished that um, i got no issue with it the the one thing that i wish i could change like they went a very different direction with last jedi and i just wish they would have committed to that that's why I don't one. ever get why they do like, these. That like, was such a hard left turn after that. Yeah. That that's the part that was like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but remember when we left Rise of Skywalker, we were like, this was fucking great. Oh, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> I had a great time. But yeah, I just this is why I don't like like how much interaction is there between Rian Johnson and you know, uh and JJ Abrams. Yeah. Like how much do they talk about like this is what I want to do and this is what you're gonna do? I think they gave Ryan Johnson like they were like, go nuts, man, do whatever you want. And then once he did it, they were like, Oh fuck. I like it's just just to have one director for the whole fucking thing. Yeah. I mean, I know they didn't do that with the originals. Um, you know, it was George for the first one, and then it was Kirshner in the next one. Yep. And then who did the third one? I can't remember. But yeah, but that all tracked pretty well yeah and also george wanted to direct those but he just was stretched so thin sure that he couldn't and i think the studios did want experienced directors kind of behind the wheel sure um oh yeah wade, wade. death <laughs> death uh steven feast and famine big famine mode from steven right famine now mode right now yeah and then we have joshua war yes uh, and then, of course, my buddy Isaac. Isaac, yeah. Isaac's on episode 80. I think I mentioned that the last one. We'll give him this one. 
Gungi style. Thank you, Isaac. <laughs> and then, of course, we are a part of the Padawans Podcasting Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that. Amongst uh, other great podcasts, Wayfinder Pod at Wayfinder Pod. From a certain point, askew, uh, Jar Jar thinks Pod, Vader's thoughts, and most things Kenobi. Yes, um, and also hi Michaela. Don't forget to say oh, hi yeah, specifically yeah, yes. to Michaela. Well, I let I let you do that. Hey Michaela, how's yeah. it going? Okay, uh, should we do the time warp? Yes. All right, let's do it. Gungi style. Time warp again. She bought a bread. All right, what we got for an air date on this one? For test of strength, we have November 10th, 2012. Oh, ex-girlfriend's birthday. I know what I was doing that day. <laughs> well. Ex-girlfriend at the time of this airing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was out to dinner with grandma and her uncle. Uh, I think probably Outback. Got myself the... Uh, the, uh, what was that? Uh, what's the one that I like? The Victorian filet with the blue cheese crumb crust. Oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> that blue cheese crumb crust yeah. fucking hits. All right. That's so, good stuff. Is that the girlfriend that I met? Well, you've met a few. Which. That You're you like met? Long term girlfriend that I met. That I met a couple of times. I'm just trying to track what girlfriend you're talking about. Vanessa? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. This was Jenna. Oh, okay. I don't think I met her. Maybe not. Okay. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. November 10th, 2012. So it's still that fucking goddamn Jeez. Room 5 song, so we'll just stick with the Kid Bop theme here. God, that's good. Oh. Hit it! Do it! All right, here it comes, here it comes. Show me good Gungi style. Gungi style. All right. Anyways, uh, but we do have a new number one movie. Okay. This is something that probably appealed to you. Um, and I don't know. This is the hint I'm going to give you. I don't know, but I think a sequel to this or in the line of movies is number one in the box office right now would be my guess. Oh. It would appeal to me. What's that supposed to mean? No, no, you like this stuff. I, I, we've talked about it Not before. I just bag? never got into it. Never enjoyed it. Never was my bag. Uh, it, I will say this: Is it a musical? No. Okay. I like musicals. Fine. Yeah. Um. One of the upper echelon Nintendo oh, sixty four games yeah, 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 is based it's off a Bond of this. movie. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, is it Spectre? No. Skyfall. It's Skyfall. Yeah. You get a Gungi style. Gungi style. Right, that's it's a great get movie. Really old quick. I don't know if I saw it. It's re- it's one of the better ones. Yeah, I just never got it. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. It's too real world. Yeah. Well, I got into it when I was like in fourth grade. So yeah. it's like made for someone that age. Yeah. I don't know. I just like monsters and dragons. Yeah. Real world bores me. <laughs> yeah, sure. You like escapism? Yeah. Oh, it's a pig man. I'm a pig man. A pig man. I, I had a dark wave come over me there. Where I was just like, I don't like this normal <laughs> shit. Anyways, uh, should we do the episode? Yes. All right. Let's see here. Forty-seven minutes. And I thought, God, we're bad at this. All right. <laughs> do it. 
Gangi style. Gangi style. Gangi style. Alrighty, so a test of strength. Season five, episode seven. Did I get the right seven? Yep. Six. Episode seven. Okay. So where we left off, they were leaving the planet Ilum after scoring their crystals. Um, so they're on a, is this like a Jedi cruiser of some yes, kind? I, Jedi I, transport. Yeah, some kind of transport ship. It's kind of Hammerhead-like. Yeah. Um, very similar to the opening A New Hope, um, that kind of style of ship, Corvette. I guess. Corvette. Yeah, Corvette. Um, but yeah, so it's the younglings, and they have Ahsoka with them. Uh, Yoda is apparently staying back to meditate. Or, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We don't know if he's force-projecting either. That was a good point. Maybe he was force-projecting. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but Yoda's uh, not coming with them. So... Uh, we start off, and they're in like this training room, and Petro is showing off his lightsaber skills with the training drone. Now, we've seen the training drones before. A New Hope, Luke, when he puts the blaster, you know. Um, it's a like, huge callback to A New Hope yes. and Luke. Yeah, and you know, you've seen them all the time. They're the little floating balls that shoot lasers out of them. Um, we saw one in Rise of Skywalker. Ray does that really badass move at the yep. start. Yep. Um, they're, so, they're bigger than you would think. Yeah. Um, and they're actually, I looked them up, they're called Marksman H Training Remote. Ah, okay. And interesting tidbit about them that I wrote down, uh, can, this is from Wikipedia, continual exposure to training remotes, sting blasts, potentially leads to coma and incontinence. <laughs> <laughs> Kudos to whoever wrote that in the Wikipedia. Yeah, um, incontinence, huh? That's... That's awesome. That's a wild stuff. Just one Jedi who just really <laughs> sucked that train. He's just fucking shitting himself all the time. <laughs> yeah, I was really not skilled with the blade back in the day, and those training remotes did a number on me. Um, so Ahsoka ends up coming in, and she's like, your lesson begins now, and she introduces them to a new friend. And we're going to meet that new friend now, and this is the, like, Jedi lightsaber designer of engineer the engineer and his name is huyang 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 and he's a robot and so that's going to be our first clip may i introduce you to architect and lightsaber designer huyang these are them i swear they get younger every expedition all have passed the gathering? Yes, sir. Are you sure? But he's a droid. You expect us to learn from a droid? Who said that? Many years I have been on this ship, teaching many a Jedi before you, and I will continue teaching many a Jedi after you. Call me what you want, but inside my memory banks, I contain a record of every lightsaber ever made, and the Jedi who fashioned them. Which one do you choose? A simple he grip, shows them like a hollow a bunch approach, of different lightsabers. One inlaid with the bone of the cartoon whale. You're going to get excited in the or black onk. Well, yeah, this guy from rules. battles <laughs> to the peacekeeping of Parleyok to our very own Clone Wars, the lightsaber is a Jedi's only true ally. But how do they work? Hmm? Yes, you have brought me crystals, <laughs> but they're all useless unless you give them life. Do you know how to awaken the Force within the crystal? No? Then I suggest you listen and learn until you think of a question this droid cannot answer. Okay, so he goes on for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, he's a very interesting character. Yes, he is. I like how he's talking. He's just, you know, he's he's cutting a promo. It's like that's like cutting a wrestling promo. Yeah. Like somebody says something to him and then he just like drops like a minute, like just he's very monologue pedantic. on him. Yeah. It's <laughs> yes. very interesting stuff. Um, so after this, after that, he, he goes through and he's just like picking around and certain things. He goes up to Gungi, um, and he's like, Oh, a Wookiee, this is this is, you know, we don't see this too often. A yeah. Wookiee Jedi, your your people must be very proud. And, you know, Gungi, God, Gungi's so cute. He's so happy. Yeah. He's really having the time of his life here. Um So yeah, he chats up Gungi and he's like, focus on what type of saber you want and what what connects you to the force, like something. And so Gungi like concentrates on it and he's you know, and he's like, No, 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 what really connects you to the force? And so Gungi eventually like is like, Oh, uh, a wooden saber and like there's some type of wood that they would have to get that there's only one type of wood in the galaxy that can actually handle a kyber crystal yeah. and that sort of thing so it's pretty interesting um so he grabs some stuff and some random drawers and then he like assembles a saber very quickly in front of them and he's like it's my job to help you learn how to assemble these lightsabers before you leave the ship um, and then we get a shot of the outside of the ship as they're kind of, they're just in like cruise mode. They're not going in hyperspace yeah. here. They're taking their time back to Coruscant. The ship, the ship is called the Crucible too, by the way. It's a Jedi okay. vessel. Okay. Saw that so on. outside of the Crucible, we see a saucer approach. Yeah. And so immediately I was like, what the fuck is Hondo doing here? <laughs> now, if you don't know Hondo's ship, we've seen it a couple times, but it is a literally like a saucer, like it's the traditional 1950s, like science fiction flying saucer, flying yeah, saucer. Yeah. Like, they're, you know, when you think of a UFO, this is like the first image that comes to it's mind. It's like Mars attacks. Yeah. Um, so Hondo's rolling up um, and I was just like, what the f-? And we just saw him, too. Yeah. Which is very interesting. And we're just getting him again here. Um, so they cut into Hondo's ship, and we're going to get a little explanation about what's going on here. Well, where are they? The Jedi ship is right in front of us, sir. Lose them, and you lose more than your head. Our attack must be swift and devastating. They cannot have time to get away. <sighs> I thought we weren't going to mess with Jedi anymore. <laughs> These aren't Jedi. My sources say they're just younglings headed back to the Jedi Temple from a training mission. <laughs> With the most important treasure in the universe, kyber crystals, used for making laser swords. The price for just one would make a man rich. And we all know how much I like to be rich. Don't we? Okay, so Hanno got word that there's some younglings transporting Geibel crystals and he's about to just go raid them. I like to think that the Jedi have like a very stringent copyright law against the term lightsaber. Yeah. Like how in commercials laser sword. You can't say Super Bowl. You have to say like yeah. the big game and yeah. that's why everybody will call them laser yeah. swords. There's got to be some like knockoff company that makes laser swords with like shitty kyber crystals yeah, like, yeah. like false kyber crystals. In the uh, in the Master and Apprentice book like there's some planet where um, a couple of the main characters are like they're two people that go and like collect rare stones and stuff and then sell them on the black market. So they think they found kyber crystals, but it's actually like a super similar one, but it's not actually a kyber crystal. So it's not really worth shit, but they still are like close enough that they like pawn them off on somebody. And like <laughs> it's like selling a cubic zirconia, basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, but. I, yeah, I like to think that there's some, like, garbage-ass, generic, like, <laughs> you know, we sell laser swords, you know, and, like, <laughs> motherfucker burns out after, like, 20 yeah. minutes, and, like, it's just, you swing to hit something, it goes right through it, like, it just <laughs> yeah. disappears and dissipates. That'd be fun. 
Um, but yeah, so I don't know, like where we left, la- where we last left Hondo, he was on Onderon and he was delivering some rockets to take out the Decepticons. Yep. Now and I then think he just turned tail right after the delivery. Yeah, yeah, and he got the hell out of there. And I think that they were like, okay, we got to balance this because Hondo was like anti-hero kind of good guy there. But now he's going to come in and, like, threaten to kill younglings for, like, (laughs) five little crystals. Like, he, like, we'll get into it, but he, like, literally is like, yeah, just kill him if you have to. He takes a turn. Yeah. So, I think they had to remind us, like, Hondo is a piece of shit. Yeah. He's just very entertaining. So. That's like, he, uh, because he's technically a pirate. So, in this episode, it's a little bit more. Uh, Somali pirate like holding up a yeah. private yacht compared to yeah. yo ho ho bottle yeah. rum pirate. Hondo's only like only ideal is making money. Yeah. So any kind of like <laughs> goodness got... in him like gets swept under the rug when money is involved. I get the feeling that Hondo would be a big Bitcoin guy. Hondo would be yeah. huge into crypto. <laughs> oh yeah. He'd fly that saucer somewhere <laughs> and just like hook it up to a fucking generator and just. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's massive crypto guy. Yeah. Anywhere he can get the money is where he's going to go. Yeah. So um, we get back to the Jedi ship and we see Petro. He's just they're like practicing construction and Petro's God. just like blazing through his. This is this is what I hope like Galaxy's Edge because you get to like create your own lightsaber oh, yeah, yeah, at yeah. Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, it'd be fun. This is what I like. Hope that yeah, like is you go like, into like a lightsaber creation area yeah, and you get to like, like build pick things. the different yeah. components and stuff. That would be fun. Um, um, the other the other thing I wanted to point out too the the droid uh, Hu Yang is he's just a blatant ripoff of Ollivander from Harry Potter too. Okay, like I forget. Did you read those? Watch them. Um, I watch them. Okay. Yeah. There's a guy that like owns the wand shop or okay. whatever. Yeah. And he says basically the exact same monologue where he's like, okay, I know every single well, wizard. Seen... I can match every wand to every single wizard because yeah. I've made them. And... and that's, I mean, the first Harry Potter movie came out in 2002, but like 2012, like they were still like coming strong every couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. And so we've seen them borrow from a lot of things that were popular at the time. I mean, I can't remember which arc it was. I'm drawing a blank. But there was, like, literally an arc that was basically Avatar. Yeah. Um, I don't know I'm drawing a blank on it. But we've seen, like, that theme. <laughs> and we've seen, we've seen just various things of things that were really culturally relevant 10 years ago. Yep. You know, and they've kind of, they play up those things. So, yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that they would borrow a character like that um you should pick those up those books up i have one the first day. one i just never got into it you could burn through them pretty quickly yeah i probably good. would i'm too busy reading these goddamn star wars books <laughs> reading kenobi Ooh, oh while Olbrick. we'll talk about that maybe in a few episodes um so yeah we see Pedro. they they zoom in on him and he's just blazing through the construction and zat kind of turns like what what's the rush yeah like why are you doing that he's like i'm gonna do i'm gonna build this and i'm gonna duel obi-wan kenobi and then kill general grievous like he's just being very it's nice to see Pedro yeah. still a dickhead at yeah. least at this point he is a dickhead um petro but petro yeah but he is skilled we'll give him that yeah, like yeah, when yeah. that opening scene with the training remote like, he was doing really, yeah. like, some fancy stuff. But then he had some lame line at camera. He's like, I call that the spin of destiny or something <laughs> like that. I was like, dude, you suck, man. <laughs> but anyways, um, so Huang looks at the saber after he's built it. He's like, oh, um, yeah, well, this is actually going to kill you. Because <laughs> he basically assembled it wrong. And 
I, I can't remember the exact words he used, but he's like, if you ignite this, it's going to blow up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's, there's not going to be anything left of here. Um, we cut over to Ganoidia, uh, getting very upset, just struggling. Now, when they're when they're building these things, they're using the force. They close their eyes and they're like lifting them with the force and like assembling it in that way. So, um, I, if there's anything we're learning about this group, it's like I think Petro is the most talented and in tune with the force at this time. Yeah, but there's a certain cockiness and edge to him that holds him back. Yeah. Um, it's like he has the skill to put all the pieces together, but. Yes, That's the finesse to put them together correctly. Yeah, and Where also, if, like, I think the training with him is just to get him to slow down. Yeah, because then he could be a lot more effective because yeah. he's got like the speed well, combined with whatever. what I think. What he reminds me of is Anakin in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, uh, like with Dooku. Yeah, where like Obi Wan's like you know they're they're gonna approach him together and Anakin just like I'm taking him now goes head in just. Just this very impulsive. That's what Petra's like. Very talented, very very in tune with the Force, but just super impulsive, and it gets him in trouble. Um, so, yeah, I assembled it wrong. Um, Ahsoka goes over to Gennody and is just like, hey, just trust the Force. Gennody. Gennody? Yeah. Gen- I, th- I put down Gennody, sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's the Rodian. Gennody. 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 Um, maybe, next, maybe next episode will be a Gennody something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gennody style. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Here, I'll try <laughs> style. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Um, but Ahsoka goes over there and is like, hey, just trust the force. You know, just, just the, the design usual stuff. will become clear. The design will become clear. Um, but I like, really need that Ahsoka Black series in that outfit to complete the set. Maybe you let me get that like, one. Maybe uh, why don't you take a break? <laughs> I'll pick it up this weekend. You can look at it, okay? Looking at looking at her outfit now. Yeah. Um, like the red like number where we're at and the beginning of season five. This is the best outfit. Isn't it insane what she was wearing for the first two seasons? Yes. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. I mean, this is a good outfit. It looks functional. Yes. It doesn't look like she's a nun. Respectful. Yeah. It's respectful, but she doesn't look like a nun. No. You know, she's like still has a youthful appearance to her, yeah. but not like this. Like I'm fucking Christina Aguilera video. It's insane. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's something else. Um, but as she's teaching them, all of a sudden there's just this huge bang and it rocks the whole ship. And they're like, oh, what the hell's going on here? So Ahsoka heads to the bridge and R2 is hanging out on the bridge. Yeah, he is. And she noticed that, oh God, it's a saucer. I think she knows right away that it's Hondo yeah. as well, just based on the ship. And she's like, R2, get us out of here. So R2's trying to get him out, get him out of there. But they've taken a lot of heavy damage from these torpedoes and they're disabling, um, trying to disable the engines basically. Um, and while this is going on, they're taking fire. Hondo hits them with just like harpoons, like grappling harpoons, like he's going whale hunting, you know? (laughs) So he shoots two massive harpoons into the hull of the ship, and then they pull over this like extending hatch lock thing. It's just like this tube that comes out, and it's going to lock into one of the escape hatches, and so they can board the ship. Hondo is, you know, Hondo's done his pirate thing for many years now. This is old, this is old, you know, he's done this a thousand times probably. Um, so, uh, we get back to the kids quick while this is going on and Hu Yang's like, oh yeah, we're being boarded. Like all the noise going on. And he's like, Hey, give me your crystals for safekeeping. And once we get out of this, I'll give them back to you. And he's got this like cool little, like, uh, you know, like AirPods case that he has in his (laughs) chest. (laughs) And so he puts them in the AirPods case and then he like connects it to his chest. It's really cool. Um, but we do see that Petro pretends to pass his, but doesn't. Um, and then we see 
Uh, our next little scene here is the Kiwi boarding the ship. There's just a bunch of Kiwi. Um, when we first met Honda, was it all Kiwi on that planet? I thought so. I'm trying to remember. If it wasn't, he's gotten rid of everybody but the Kiwi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so they're boarding the ships in absolute droves, and we get an all-star of a Kiwi. <laughs> yeah, we now, do! Usually when we get Kiwi, like, they're just, like, skinny, and they're very <laughs> Honda-like. I would say they're, like, 5'10", and, like, 160 pounds, just like these thin-looking dudes, like, of average yeah. type. Yeah. But this guy is, he like... Is, he is a unit. Yeah, an absolute monster. <laughs> He's a little shorter, but he is, like... Tw- Three times the width yeah. of the standard Kiwi. And he's got like a lobster bib on. <laughs> yeah, that's what I wrote down. Yes. I wrote down, is that a fat Kiwi and a lobster bib? Right here. My note. Lobster bib fat Kiwi. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like he's going to like some lobster fest. And it does. It's like that plastic bib they give you. And it's got like an actual lobster. Like, I'm going to eat lobster. <laughs> God. But he is fucking huge, man. He literally is, like, as wide as three of them. Yes! It's crazy. This dude is, like, a big barrel-chested bowling ball. He looks like Wrecker, almost. Yeah! Like, he's built the same way. Yeah, like, I don't know what they're feeding this guy. It's just, it's it's nuts when, like, we've seen nothing but the same size, yes. anyway. So just to, like, throw one in that's that wide, it's yeah. like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah, like, what did they do to him? <laughs> Was he like some sort of experiment gone wrong or something? Because literally every Kiwi is all 5'10", 160. Yeah. They all are. And no. this dude's like 400. He looks like <laughs> he looks like fucking E. Honda from Street Fighter. Like, he's not like fat. He's just huge and stacked. Like, he's just a monster, man. And the bib just puts him over oh, the yeah. top. That bib is fucking dope. Um, but yeah, so he really stands out. Yeah, he does. Um, so Ahsoka gets back to the younglings, um, and they go into the vents. Of course, we're going to hide in the vents. Like that's where every, how, what would Star Wars be without vents? Yeah, I know. Everybody's hiding in the vents all the time. Well, I mean, that's every, every single franchise has like any ship work. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, at some point. Yeah. I mean, but Star Wars, I think has done the vents. I don't know. We should do a vent count for Star Trek too. (laughs) Yeah. Star Trek, but they call them Jeffrey's tubes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Much more fancy than vents. <laughs> the Jeffrey's tubes. Jeffrey's tubes are they look nicer than vents too. Have you ever seen the inside of a Jeffrey's tube? Nope. Oof. Got computers in there. Didn't Mythbusters do like a like there's so much vent talk? Let's try this. And it just failed miserably. Really? Because it's so loud. It's like deafening. It's like, <laughs> no, they would know where you are right away. Well, the nice thing about the vents in this one, it's not above, yeah, it's, it's below. Cool. So it's in the ground here. So it's like the uh, Falcon vents, kind of how they got vents down in the in the floor of the Millennium Falcon. Yep. Um, so they're not, they're going below ground. Um, so yeah, they go in there and they're going to hide in the vents. Um, as they're hiding, some of the pirates walk overhead, and Honda was like, yeah, I'll take them dead or alive. I don't care. All the good favor that we got to Honda last time. Is, this is, is what I wrote down. Out. Honda really is the ultimate libertarian. Yeah. He <laughs> really is. It's all profit. Yep. And profit over people. Yep. 100%. Um, so uh, we get back to the vents, and Ahsoka is going to be giving us the plan. So this is going to be our little clip here with Ahsoka talking to the younglings in the vent system. We must have courage, young Jedi. Gnodi and Zat, I need you to get to the cockpit, find R2, and secure it. The rest of you, take Professor Huang and seal yourselves inside the hold and wait for my command. What are you going to do? 
I'm going to reroute enough power to the engine so that we can break free of the pirate ship's hold on us. Okay? W what about the pirates already on board the ship? <sighs> Once the docking tube is ruptured, when the ships pull apart, a vacuum will be created, which will suck the pirates off our ship and into space. Uh, will we be sucked into space? No. Uh, the cockpit and the hold <laughs> will be sealed and still have air. Do not, and I mean do not engage the pirates. Your only job is to stay hidden. Do you understand? You know, they're asking legitimate questions. Now go. Yeah, they really are. Um, now, but I, I kind of like this because it, you know, Ahsoka, we forget, like, for all of her, like, qualities and just, like, how she's just a monster, really. Just, <laughs> yeah. She's, like, 15, 16. <laughs> so she's still, like, you know, dealing with, like, uh, you know, and she was not her. And she was basically raised by Anakin too. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, Master's rubbing off on her, and she's also just very young, you know. And she's typically doesn't lead missions on her own either. Yeah. So she's used to being with older Jedi, where it's not like this debate, where it's like this is what we're doing, and they don't have questions because they're used to it. So it's I I kind of like how they threw that in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're you know she's not used to having to like say why. Yes. And she's not used to being the most experienced person in the room. Yep. Not by a long shot. Because just like four years ago, this was her. Yeah. You know, so it, it's interesting. Um, I it is cool it. to see her think on her feet, too, and like come yeah. up with the plan. And But that being said, like, these kids, like, that's a valid question. Like, all of them were. They've, this is probably like their first, like, real interstellar travel. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, oh, you're going to open the hatch? Well, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. That doesn't sound good, you know? So... Um, you can tell she's a little annoyed with them, but not like super annoyed. Yeah, yeah. But I, I thought it was interesting. I was well done. Like they didn't make her super annoyed over the top, but like she's a little just befuddled by yeah. the questions because she's not used to having to answer these kind of questions. So uh, I liked it. I liked that scene. Um, so we see Hondo now boarding the ship. Um, one of his pirates comes up to him and is like, oh, yeah, we've cleared the ship, but it appears to be deserted. Blah, blah, blah. And Hondo's like, you idiot. <laughs> Check the ventilation system. They didn't even look in the vents. Um, and then he, Hondo has this very, this ominous line where he's just like, if anything gets in the way, kill it. <laughs> so they're really going all in on the Hondo, just like, I don't give a fuck. Kill anything that gets in the way of me I getting these crystals. crystals. Yes. Um, and then one of the one of the one of the Kiwi, one of the uh, more altruistic ones, is like, well, aren't they just kids? And Hondo's like. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. And if you need a reminder, these crystals are priceless. So, yeah, uh, kill away <laughs> if <laughs> yeah. necessary. Um, so they come up with a plan to just start dropping smoke bombs into the event system. Um, so we get to Zat and Ganoia. Is it Ganoia? Uh, Ganodi. Ganodi. Why do I got Ganodi? I don't know. Are you sure it's Ganodi? Gnodi? It's Gnodi. It ends with an I. Okay, so Zad is the Nautilin and yep. the Rodian Gnodi. Yep. Um, they reach the bridge, and as they come out of the vent to go on the bridge, R2 is just chilling there. Like, just... <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, what's up? Yeah, R2 is like, oh, hey, what's up? So they come out of the vent, and like as they're coming out of the vent, one of the Kiwi patrols is like just walking past the bridge and just like tries jumping in. He's like, ah, oh, here I come. And so they try shutting the door on him before he can get all the way through, but he gets his like arm in there, and he starts opening it, right? And so he's, like, grabbing at the kids, and then we get R2 jumping into action. <laughs> it's fucking great. So R2, he does, you know, he, like, gets the battle stance. He shoots out all of his shit <laughs> like he always does, just like the Swiss Army knife. 
version of R2. He goes charging he at the guy. He just charged straight at the guy. And while the guy's like busy trying to wrangle the kids, R2 just rolls up to him. And I think he kills him. He zaps the shit out <laughs> like, of him. He fries this guy. <laughs> and I think he kills him. Do you think he killed him? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Chalk another one up for yeah. R2. R2, man. The R2 kill list. I fucking love it. <laughs> and then, like, they try to shut the door after R2 is... <laughs> the guy's foot yeah, is in the door. Yeah, his foot is in the way, and Zat just kind of, like, kicks it Zat out of the way. kicks his foot. <laughs> yeah. So I'm pretty sure R2 just fucking killed the guy. It was... It's so funny, dude. <laughs> he just drops. I mean, he hits him with, like, full R2 power. Oh, yeah. It's fucking great. God, R2 is so cool, He's man. He's the best. He is the key to everything. I'm yeah. convinced of it. Um... So we get to the other group, and they're still crawling around in the the vents, and they get smoked out by Lobster Bib and crew. Uh, (laughs) Lobster Bib is there to greet them. So they pull them out, and we got Huang with them, and they pull them out of there. Huang Huang's the first one that gets pulled out, and he does the line of the episode. Did you catch what he said? Like unhand me, brigand, or something like that. Unhand me, you brigand. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, they get pulled out of there. I also looked it up. Brigand is. uh, I thought it was brigand. Brigand, yeah. No- Unhand me, brigand, brigand. Is that like an uh, like an unbe- unbecoming person? It or is something? the life and practice of highway robbery and plunder. Brigand, brigand. I have it here. A member of a gang that ambushes and robs people in forests and mountains. <laughs> <laughs> a brigand. Okay. Um. Yeah. So a plunderer. Yeah. Of sorts. Um. So yeah, they they grab him out of there, and while they're like, you know, they're like, all right, hand over the crystals, blah blah blah. We see Petro, and he takes one of the dummy sabers that they had earlier, and you see him put in his fucking, his little crystal. crystal in there, and they're like, Petro, you didn't fix that yet. It's going to blow up, and he's like, oh, just trust me, <laughs> and so he ignites the thing, and like, you know, he kind of like swings a little bit, but it doesn't work because it's like fucking up, so uh, fucking lobster bib is just like, give me that. I've always wanted one of these, this and that, and so he lights it up. He's like, who wants to get it first, and he starts swinging it around. And then it's like, it's clearly like something's wrong. It's malfunctioning. It starts to malfunction and Huang's like, get down! And like, they all get down and it just fucking blows up. And so it ta- there's like probably like six or seven Kiwi that have circled them and they all get taken out. And I just wrote down, did Petro just kill all of those guys? <laughs> yeah. It's, it was crazy. It's fucking great. Um... But yeah, so it explodes and then they all run off and fucking Gungi, man. Gungi's so awesome. Like... Lobster bib, absolute unit, because this, it was in his hand, and he's still, like, kind of, like, it just blew up in his hand. Yeah. And he's still kind of awake. It's fucking great. But, like, as he's, like, kind of, like, waking up after this big blast, the the younglings and Huang are running away, and Gungi just, like, steps on his face <laughs> as he runs away, just, like, jumps on it. It's fucking great. Gungi's fucking cool, dude. He's cute, and he's he just awesome. stepped on Lobster Bib's <laughs> face. Ah, oh, real Gungi moments <laughs> happening there. Oh, let's give him this. Gungi, Gungi style. style. Okay, that's real Gungi style there. Um, so, um, after this, they run over to like a, a hallway not too far from where that blast happened. We're gonna get our next clip, um, and we're also gonna get Ahsoka coming into the bridge. You could have killed him. Look, we can keep running, or we can stand and fight and show these pirates we're not afraid. I cannot approve of such action. Besides, I have been damaged and cannot aid you in battle. Petro's right. It's our only choice. Fight or be killed. 
emergency power failsafe and routing energy to the engines. It's working. Any word from the others? Have they reached the hold? Uh, not yet. Where are they? I don't know. I didn't hear from them. Great. I know what that means. All right. So Ahsoka's going to run off and find the younglings. Um, we get back to the, the second group of younglings, and they, are, they have gone to that training room that they were in earlier. And they're just, like, piling up all these marksman training balls. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're like, set them to the highest level. Now, remember what I said here. Sting blast could potentially lead to coma and incontinence. <laughs> <laughs> so just take that in mind as we move forward here. Um, so, yeah, they're piling all up. And, like, they're, you're like, where's Biff? And then we see Biff, and he's running through the hallway being used as bait. <laughs> so, like, Biff, like, ran by a bunch of the pirates and got them to chase him into the tram. It's like, why use Biff? Yeah. Like, Biff is, like, just, um, he's, like, as big as Gungi. <laughs> he runs with his arms kind of <laughs> flailing about. Yeah, poor Biff. And he's, like, the one that's, like, the most scared of yeah. shit, too. Like, I, I just feel like it would have been probably, like, easier to use uh, the Thalothian. Would probably be a little more nimble and quicker than yeah. the Athorian. But fucking big ups to Biff for like being the Stepping fucking up. yeah for being the fucking bait here. But so Biff draws these Queeway uh, into the training room and the younglings hide behind a door. Um, so when they come in there, Katuni, uh, the Thalothian, pages the bridge and is like, "Hey, shut down the doors to the training room. Lock them. Just lock them. I don't got time to explain." So uh, Zat locks them up um, in the uh, or is it R two that locked them? And it doesn't matter. Um, so they lock the doors to the training rooms and then like the lights go out in there and all of a sudden, like all these training belts must be like 20 of them. <laughs> yeah. They all activate. And remember at the highest setting and they just start shooting these Queeway. They're going nuts. <laughs> They're just going apeshit. So these Queeway are probably going to die. <laughs> <laughs> or at least shit themselves. Yeah. Thoroughly shit themselves into a coma. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, and after that, the younglings run into another hallway, but they're cut off by Hondo. Like, they open the doors to this big, long hallway, and it's just like Hondo and crew at the end of the hallway. And so they can't go back, though, because, like, the other group that just got their ass kicked by the training fucking marksman droids are some of them. I guess whoever survived and isn't in a coma is catching up to them, too. So they shut that door behind him and the they lock them in there. As Lobster Bib is running, it would have been better if he just had a big footprint across his yes. face. I would have loved it if Lobster Bib, when he was running, if he was just running like he had a dump in his pants. <laughs> like he's just, he's doing the bull leg run, you know, like, oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so they lock those ones behind him and Huyang just kind of like scars the door and just locks it so they can't get in. But they still got to deal with Hondo and all the pirates at the end of the hallway here. Um, and our next clip is going to be Hondo chatting him up, and then who shows up but Ahsoka comes in to save the day. Well, children, you have put up quite a fight, but playtime is over. Now, hand over my crystals, and no one gets hurt much. Big force push there. Hondo, the Jedi Council will not take kindly to this attack. Ahsoka... How will they know who is responsible if there is no one left to tell the tale? You seem less hospitable than our last meeting. My mood is based on profit. And today, I am in the mood for crystals. You want the crystals? Come and get them. Okay. So, um, Hondo, like, six one of his 
Kuiwe on Ahsoka, she just like does like a spin kick and kicks him yeah, right in the yeah. face, like right away. Uh, but Hondo has a Magna Guard stick on him, yep. So he ignites, and we've seen him fight. Uh, I think he fought Anakin with one I before. I think that's right. Yeah. And did he have one when he fought Obi Wan in Quinlan? No, I can't remember. Oh wait, that was Cad Bane. That was what Cad am Bane. I talking yeah, yeah, yeah. About? Um, I'm getting my favorite bad guys mixed up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know he had a Magna Guard stick when he fought on uh, the Delaney episode. Yep. Yep. They fought Anakin on the ridge. The Delaney. The best death. Yeah. <laughs> I could watch a 20-minute supercut of the, the Delaney episode kills. There's so many good kills in that episode. And Fat Cat. Just on a loop. Just like the, the five kills. I actually counted up in that episode. Remember, I counted up how many deaths there were. Yeah, yeah. Like, those Kwiwe were getting iced by those fucking turtles, <laughs> <Yeah>. man. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he's going to fight Ahsoka. While that's going on, Huyang and the younglings run off. Um, Hu Yang, as he's like leading them out of there, he just gets a blaster bolt from a random Kiwi to the head, and it takes his head off. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of like a three PO moment where it's like he's conscious, but he's headless. Yes, and so it's like his head is still talking without a body. But the cool thing is, he's like, he's like, he he says he starts talking shit to the Kiwi, and he's like, I've been on this ship for so and so many years, and I've never lost a fight. And so he starts, like, approaching the Kui, and he's already injured, too, like they mentioned earlier. Yeah. He, he's got, like, a limpy leg because he took some damage earlier. But he starts, like, the Kui just starts shooting him at point blank range as he is approaching him. Takes off both of his arms, <laughs> yet he still continues to push towards the Kui way. And then he just, like, gives him a spin kick to the face and just <laughs> knocks this Kui way out. That dude got beat by a torso on the legs. Yes. That's it. Yeah, and so the younglings, some of them pick up his stuff, and they continue to run out of there. They reach the bridge. Gungi grabs his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like 3PO. The, yeah. the Wookiee just loves carrying droid yeah. parts, you know? God, Gungi. Drawn to it. Yeah, they're just drawn to it. Gungi style. Okay. Um, yeah, so they eventually reach the bridge, and they page down to Ahsoka, and they're like, all right, we're at the bridge, you know? Um, she's like, all right, hit, hit the engines, and they're like, well, are you, are you okay? She's like, just do it, you know? Because as soon as they pull away from that fucking thing that's attached to the hatch, like, everything's getting sucked out of these corridors. So Soak's like, just do it. Don't worry about me. Just do it. Um, so they start to pull away with the engines, and the seal breaks, and we start to see Kiwi just flying out. <laughs> now, it's important to remember here, as they're doing this, the shaft that's connecting Hondo's ship to the Jedi cruiser is still there, but there's, like, a gap. So some are flying out into space and dying, and we get we get the uh, the obligatory like one guy, one random Kiwi, just like these Kiwis are always getting sucked into space. Yep. Remember that droid fight episode where it's like uh, they blew the hole in the ship, and all of a sudden the Kiwi there was like a bunch of Kiwi yeah. that got sucked into space. That was in that weird R two three PO arc. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, God, but, that was a weird arc. It was very strange. Yep, so they begin getting sucked out into the corridors. Um, and you see a few go out, but a lot more of them just go into that tube. And so they're just ultimately going to get pulled back into Hondo's ship. I'm assuming there must be some sort of, like, gravity thing that they can hit that, like, brings them back down yeah. or something. I don't know. But um, so a whole bunch of them get sucked into the tube that's connected to Hondo's ship. A couple get sucked out into space. Um, Ahsoka is an absolute beast while this is going on and is just like kicking people and like floating and yeah. shit. And Hondo's like, what the hell are you doing? She's like getting you off my ship. <laughs> and then she like fucking force pushes him and he like fucking flies down the hallway. 
So Ahsoka is just an absolute beast. So she gets to the opening and she's holding on to like the hatch to close it up. And as she's about to hit it, now that they, we think all the Quiver are out, one like random Quiway <laughs> that must have been like on the other side of the ship <laughs> yeah. starts flying down the hallway. Ahsoka doesn't see him, turns around. He runs into her and they both get thrown into the shaft um, that heads to uh, Hondo's ship. So Ahsoka is no longer in the ship. And like right after that happens... And that sh- and the ship clears at that point. They hit the fucking hyperdrive and they get the hell out of there. So Ahsoka is missing. Um, well, not missing. We know where she is, but they don't know where she is. And so that's going to be our final clip. This is the youngling celebrating and then realizing, oh shit, where's Ahsoka? And then we're going to get a little Hondo uh, drop. Yes, we did it. They're off the ship. Gunky. <laughs> Oh, Professor. Bring him here. I'll fix him. You should have seen us. That's going to fix up Huyang. Where is Padawan Tato? Padawan Tano, come in. Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Ahsoka, are you there? You have cost me greatly today, young one. And since you lost me so much profit, I am left with no choice. She gets hit in the back of that. But to turn you into profit. Okay. Good night. So that is the episode. So Ahsoka's going to be taken hostage for ransom, it appears. Um... All things considered, the younglings still have their crystals. None of them died. Um, they are safe from Hondo. And I guess if the council just needs to throw a couple fucking ducats to get Ahsoka back. Yeah. I can't remember, though. Does Petro still have his crystal? Yeah, he picked it up right oh, okay. after it blew up. You see him grabbing right. it off okay. the ground. I should have mentioned that. Um, but that is the episode. So what's going to happen with Ahsoka and Hondo? Oh, and boy. I have a feeling that the younglings, once they rebuild Huyang, are going to go back. And they're going to try to save her. Very interesting stuff. Yeah. It's building. What do we got for an IMDb? IMDb is giving a test of strength a 7.8. So a little dip. A little drop off. I, I think I enjoyed this one about as much as the last one. Yeah. Um, I think Hui Yang's a very interesting character. I like just kind of his, the cadence that he talks with. Yeah, I like um, what he's they unique. did with him. Yeah. Um, I love Gungi, obviously. <laughs> Gungi style. Uh, Biff just fucking continuing to do just awesome shit, like just being the bait, yeah. you know, and just being a good soldier, really facing his fears. So big Biff moments once again. Um, I'm going to give it another eight. Another eight? Wow, okay. I'm digging. Yeah. I'm, dig- I'm just having fun. Like, it may be getting a bump because I didn't enjoy Andoran so much. Yeah. But, yeah. So an eight. What do you got? Yeah, similar. Like, I like the new character. Uh, like seeing lightsabers being constructed is always cool. Um, I just like I feel like maybe I didn't enjoy it as much as last week's, just sure. by a hair. So I just went with seven. Okay, it's a fair rating. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I mean, I don't. Good start though. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. All right. So an eight and a seven. Always look on the light side of life. Yeah. Da 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 da. 
All right, light side moment of the episode. Uh, I think it's for me. It's going to be uh, when Lobster Man uh, ate it from the lightsaber <laughs> that blew up. And Gungi. Gungi style. Gungi, like, as they run away, just stomps on his face. <laughs> yeah. That was my It was a good moment. moment. It was a good moment. <laughs> it was very good. And, the, you know. They, they they zoom right in on it. Like yep. you can't miss it. It's the, your whole screen. His so face I love it. Up and then it just goes yeah, right oh, back into the yeah. ground. I don't know how he survived. That dude is a fucking unit, yeah. man. Anyways, yeah, that's my life. He's a What's linebacker. Yours? Yeah, he's a big boy. <laughs> he's your big You know he's he's King Bobom from fucking Super Mario sixty four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you go to the top of the hill and you gotta throw him on his back. <laughs> All right, what do you got? Uh I just went with seeing lightsabers be constructed. I can't remember. Is this the first time that we've actually seen that process happening? I was trying to remember, like, like canonically, is this the first time I saw it happen? It, yeah, I, I don't recall it happening yet in the show up until now. Because there's there is a deleted scene in Return of the Jedi, like you're supposed to before you you even see Jabba's palace. It shows Luke in Obi Wan's hut. Like constructing his new lightsaber, yeah. but back then he's just like screwing it together with like a screwdriver. Sure, um, but this I think was the first time canonically you see a Jedi putting it together, and it's like using a force as like a part yeah. of constructing a sure. lightsaber. Well, I don't know, just like thinking about it. So you got the prequels. This, yeah, yeah. I mean, this has got to be the first time. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I don't. You know, I suppose you could put it together in, you know, in a non-force way. And that's the thing with Luke. He's kind of in an interesting position being the only fucking Jedi. Right. You know, so he's kind of he kind of goes off on his own and but they make sure such, he does things in an interesting and They make a way. big deal about like like building a lightsaber is the final step in becoming a Jedi or whatever. Yeah. So I feel like it makes sense that like you would have to use the force in a, in order to put it together yeah. correctly or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. And that's another one of those things that we were talking about with uh, little plot holes and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Because I remember, you know, when when he goes to confront Vader and they take him in, you know, he was armed only with this. And they hand, you know, the lightsaber to Vader. Like, so you've constructed a new yeah, lightsaber. Your, your skills are complete. You know, you are yep. powerful as the Emperor's foreseen. And it's kind of like, well, these guys are doing it when they're eight. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, so... But then again, you could just say, well, Luke's kind of doing everything out of order and he's yeah. just kind of patching it along as he goes so but yeah i mean it's just one of those things where it's just it's fantasy but it's cool like actually like i nerd out about just different components and being able to like swap different stuff in and And out and like lightsaber constructions just i don't know super cool and i think that's why i'm liking this arc so much because the first episode we got the really cool temple on ilum where like all the you know their main house of kybers and like there's the really cool statues and stuff like fucking in rogue one i love jetta yeah because the just, fallen statue, the fallen statue, and... it's just so fucking cool, dude. I love like, and I talked about Korriban. You know, I just that's what I get off on. I, that's the kind of lore that I like. like relics. I like the relics and just the mysticism of yeah. it all. So I'm really digging. You you would dig Harry Potter if you got into it. I really like the movies. Yeah, I bought two little Lego sets. Yeah, yeah, just because I was like, I need some light build. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well twenty dollars. It came with a, a gold Harry Potter for the 20th anniversary. Ooh, very exciting. If you only knew the power of the dark side. Alrighty then. Dark side moment of the episode. Um, I'm going to go with the um, the fading good feels from our last Hondo encounter. That's, yeah. Um, he's still a really enjoyable character. 
But you see why he's a bad guy here. Um, and just the whole, like, yeah! Just, you know, if you gotta, just kill him. It doesn't matter if they're fucking eight. Yeah. yeah. Just kill him. So, just the dark side of Hondo for me. What's yep. yours? That's exactly what I wrote okay. down. It's just like, I like Hondo. Sure. I don't like not liking him. Yeah. But there were certain moments in this, like, repeatedly saying, just kill everyone if you have to. Yeah. And then towards the end, he does a move. I thought I saw it. I could have... It could be something else. But after they knock Ahsoka out with the butt of a rifle, he, like, grabs her face. And as he's saying, like, we're going to turn you into profit, I swear he, like, takes his thumb and, like, rubs it against her lips. It's just creepy and gross. Weird guy, that Hondo. I expect more from Hondo. Yeah. Hondo is not showing me something here. Yeah. He's showing me the negative something here. It's too bad. I we had good vibes. more from them. We've had good vibes from Hondo lately. Yeah. You know, I think they just kind of had to do a course correction on Hondo. Like, yeah. Don't forget, he's not your friend. He's not <laughs> always fun. Yeah. And, you know, when we go back to the initial Hondo meeting, I mean, he was torturing Obi-Wan and Anakin yeah. and like that. But that he was being fun while he was doing it. He was being fun. <laughs> yeah. But this was that. Yeah, that's kind of creepy. He was very creepy in this episode. So, yeah. All right, thank you, Rex. You gotta get it up. Chee! Butter! All right, Dark Horse Hero of the episode. I'm not doing it this time. Not doing it. You know what I'm talking about? No. Corolla. I'm not going to do it. I'm not doing it today. You do it every once in a while. I've been doing it a lot more lately. Yeah, I know. The mandate. I thought that was just starting to become a part of the intro. I'm glad that... No. I, for one, am glad we're just peppering it in. Yeah. I'm going back to the traditional Dark Horse Hero intro there, which is the cheap butter. So, uh, Dark Horse Hero of the episode, I am going with my main man of the week. Gungi style. Uh, just the little heart-to-heart moment he had with Huyang when he was like thinking about how he wants to build his lightsaber. That was great. He's very excitable and he gets, you know, he gets pumped. You know, he's very happy with the way things are going and how yeah. they're progressing. And obviously, kicking Lobster Bib in the face, that was, stomping that on was his great. face, I should say. So yeah, Gungi showing me something this week. Yeah. Also, I love the fact that I, I noticed in this one he's missing one of his bottom teeth. Yeah, he's got like a fang, and then he does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got the two bottom yeah. fangs, but one's broken off or yeah. whatever. So I he's mean, only got the one. Maybe Wookies, they're they're kind of like a you know, it's like a reptile. If they lose their tail, he's it grows great. back or something like that. You I know? love Gungi. Gungi does fucking rule. So who do you got? Uh, I, <laughs> I went with the fat Weequay with the lobster bib. <laughs> yes, it was just great. It was awesome seeing a little yeah. diversity from the Weequay species. He is the one and only one. I'm wondering if it's a different species or a subspecies. Yeah, like did uh, like you know, Twi'lex. Like Twi'lex, there's yeah. different like like varieties of them. Like I'm wondering if that's maybe. Yeah, like I wonder if like he's like a, a hybrid of some kind. Because like, there is that one like bulldog species. Bulldog species. Yeah, um, that hang out in Jabba's palace with the Weequay. What are their names? <laughs> Bulldog species. Clatoonians. Clatoonian. I'm looking them up right now. I mean, it's ringing a bell, but I mean, I'm drawing a blank. Could be one of those guys. Ah. 
Okay. Yes. Yeah, no, he's definitely Kweeway, though. We're going to have to do some further investigation on he's this. He's definitely Kweeway. But anyway, that guy's the Dark Horse Hero of the Week. Okay. He was effective in, yes. that, in that ship. Who are the big guys? Okay, now, in Force Awakens, when they go into Maz's place. I, why am I drawing a blank? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the there's that huge the, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dorman... Dor- Dorian with the woman with like black fingers or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe he's a Kweeway mixed with that. Could be because that's a very wide son. That dude's you know? a unit. Yeah, that dude's he's a, a unit. Big boy. He's wider than our fucking lobster bib friend. Yep. So just the fact he's wearing a lobster bib is it's the best. Yeah, one of the Night Hill leaders though, not the not not the fucking I Martian Row in High Republic is one of them. Dorman Dorg. I can fucking draw on a blank. The I, big guy from Force Awakens. It's not, I mean, not that actual guy, yeah, but yeah, he's yeah, that yeah, species. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So, I don't know. I'm drawing a blank on it. But, yeah. All right. Sounds good. He could be a Clatoonian. They seem to hang out with Weakways and stuff. Yeah. I look. I tried looking for a name for him, but I couldn't find one. Hey, if the parts match, you never know. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> Slam him in there, you know? Hey, now, you're a rock star. Get the show on. Get paid. All right. This one goes without saying. Yeah, I mean, uh, before we get into it, though, like honorable to our main man, Biff. Another big adventure for Biff this week uh, being the bait. Um, So I'll give him an honorable dark horse. But when R2 is present and he fucking electrocutes somebody to their death. (laughs) Yeah. And he pulls out all the Swiss Army knives. You can't go wrong with R2. Also, Huang. Special, like, special shout out. Shout, shout, shout out to Huey. But he's got a Hugh chance. Wang. He's got a chance, though. We oh, really yeah, see yeah, him yeah. Again. So he's got a chance got to a get that dark we'll see him again. Yeah. But he but was really coming to the defense of those kids. Oh, yeah. He kicks ass. Fighting to the death. Absolutely. But R2 is always going to be a giant cock block. So. Oh, yeah. Well, and R2 does it effortlessly. <laughs> yeah. I just and, love. And for the fact that the kids walked in and R2 spun around and was just like, oh, hey, hey, guys, what's going on? Yeah. And then like the guy was grabbing him. You're like, is R2 going to do something? He, but he was just like loading up. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just charged in. Is so good. The best. Like he kind of stood there confused for a second. And then all of a sudden everything shot out and he just charges at the guy. Yeah. It's hilarious. It was really good. All right. So, yeah. R2. All, R2 all We're the gonna way. We're going to have to count up how many times we give it to him. We'll just have to count his appearances. Yeah. yeah. So. I beg your pardon, but what do you mean? Naked. My parts are showing. My goodness. Great stuff. <laughs> that organ, too. All right. So, we got plundering going on. We got people hiding in vents. Who was looking hot? Good hood. Um, can, can it go to anybody but Lobster Bib? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lobster Bib. He's. I mean, one we we've gone ad nauseum on how big of a fucking unit this He's guy a is. Fashionista. Realistically, yes. it, it, so if you want to make the argument that it's not a Lobster Bib. If it's not a lobster bib, it looks like he created that himself. Yes. Like, he like he took some cloth and just like painted a design on it the and then tied way. it. Yeah. <laughs> he just tied it behind his <laughs> I choose to believe though he was at Red Lobster when they when he got called out on this mission. Like he was just tying it back, his bib. He was just about to dive into the lobster and then he got the page from Honda like, oh fuck, I gotta go. And he was just like, all right. This is going to be quick. I'm going to leave the bib on, and I'm coming fucking straight back here. <laughs> Nothing's going to stop me once we get back here. Fucking floor him. 
Anyways, is he? Are you, is he getting it? No, no, no. So uh, just to be different, I went with uh, Gungi's lightsaber. Oh, the that wood! Was awesome. Yeah. How often do you see a wooden lightsaber? That's that's sweet. Not too often. I mean, this was the Gungi episode, I think. Yeah. Um, he's he's quiet. Like he's a silent, strong and steady, but he's a little quiet. But when he does something, he hits you. Gungi style. Last episode, he learned patience. So yes, he did. He's a very his meditation skills are already fucking premier. Yeah, I got high hopes for this Gungi. I got high hopes for all these kids. I wonder what's going to happen to him. Yeah, jeez, I see bright futures ahead. Very bright futures. At least two good years. Um, <laughs> maybe actually less than that. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Um, now you were saying we do have a who are you? Yes, we do. It's been a while. Okay, so Who Are You is where I guess the voice actor. Now, not necessarily by name, but a role that they are famous for, usually. Yep. Um, so who am I guessing today? Uh, you are guessing Hugh Wang. Okay. So um, are they famous for another Star Wars role? No. Damn it. Are they in Seinfeld? No. Damn it. Fuck! <laughs> I'm trying to think of uh, they. Would I know them by name or just the character they played? I think you would know them by name. Ooh. They are. He was the lead of another. He, for a period, was the lead in another franchise, another huge franchise. Another huge franchise. But I do not believe either of us are into that franchise. Was it Doctor Who? Yes, it was. Is it, uh, is it, what's his name? Fuck! Fuck! I can see his face. Was he in um, the show about heaven and hell? It is a, it's a fucking game. You in. are right there. What is his fucking, <laughs> David Tennant. Yeah! yeah! There it is! Donkey style. I did it! <laughs> David Tennant. First time. Yeah. That's kind of sad, though. We're not even going to have a Who Are You next episode, probably. Uh, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, oh, I love David Tennant. He it, is good. Did you ever watch the show Broadchurch? It was like a BBC. No. It's a British like crime procedural. Sure. It's, he is incredible in it. What was the name of that fucking show? Good Omens. Good Omens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great in it. Yeah. It's a very interesting show. Yeah. I love gaming. Did you read the book? Uh, no. Okay. I've read... I was on a big gaming kick probably... Remember when we went to um that bookstore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on a really Dream big gaming kick yep. then. But I got a... There's a few that I got to catch up to. Yeah. Uh, Twin City Talk lives in Stillwater. Yeah. You yep. gaming. Yep. I don't know if he still lives there, but for a while he he lived there and he he constantly talks about how much he loves the Twin Cities. I met I met Neil Gaiman at a concert. Oh locally. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. He's awesome. He's a cool dude. Yeah. Also, Good Omens. It's, it was written by him and Terry Pratchett. Yeah. I've heard like nothing but good things about Terry Pratchett. Too. I did buy a Terry Pratchett novel as well. Um, that's my problem. I I read a lot, but I buy more books than I can read. Yeah, yeah. But I've read a lot of Gaiman. I would say he's one of my top five favorite authors. He's great. He's really great. Um, Stardust. Yep. Have you ever read that? 
Uh, no, I haven't read that one. There's read, a movie actually; it's on Netflix. Yeah, I read American Gods a long time ago. American Gods is great. Um, I would recommend Stardust. Probably my favorite. I've started Good Omens like three different times, but got busy and but how are you doing it? on Heir to the Empire? By the way, uh, <laughs> I cracked it open. I started reading, but then I got tired and I fell asleep. All right, that's your mission. No, now that it's winter, I'm going to be able to actually sit yeah, down Yeah, but the Thorian and Historian and I have been sitting on the eight chapters that we were supposed to read for about a month now. Like lightning. I'm going to yeah. get through that book like lightning. Can you do me a favor? Read two chapters this weekend. All right, I can do two. that. You can do well, two. Well, I got a wedding tomorrow, so maybe not. But I'll, It's I'll, two I'll work chapters. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I got a... <laughs> I have something to do for four hours. I don't know if I can understand. I don't know if I can accomplish this. Okay. All right. So David Tennant. David though. Tennant. Yeah. And oh, Coraline. Have you seen Coraline the movie? No, I haven't. Have you read the book? Uh, no. Uh-uh. God, it's so good. Is it good? It's fucking incredible. That's a book you could blaze through. It's yeah, more yeah, of a yeah. young adult. Um, fucking. Oh, dude. Coraline He's is great. so fucking good. You got to watch the movie just for the song that Other Father sings. Ooh. It is a tasty dandy. <laughs> Ragtime number. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Yoda. Thank you, Chewbacca. Do you think Chewbacca's related to Gungi? Don't know. Do you think he's... Gungi style. Oh, right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have a feeling the Wookiee, it's kind of like... um. I'm, I'm drawing a blank, but you know, like when there's like a... We're all related. Like, they're all, like, even if they're not blood related, they probably have, like, a bond as a Wookiee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they're all in it together. Sure. And they kind of view each other all as family. I could see that. Yeah. 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 Anyways, what do we got for tagline on this one? This episode, we have the young are often underestimated. Okay, and what did I predict? And you had said Biff is going to be the one that's underestimated, and he's going to save them all. Well, he did pull the fucking maneuver to fucking he, lead him down the hallway. Yeah. But it was more of a team effort. It was more of a team effort. But yeah. then you went deeper and you said that he's going to foil an entire plot by Palpatine. <laughs> and he's going to save the Jedi Order single-handedly. And I think I also said I was going to name the episode Biff's Big Adventure 2. Two. Yep. <laughs> but instead we got uh, Gungi style. <laughs> I like how it's kind of showcasing each one of them. Yeah. Not, not, you know, I, I paid a lot of attention to Gungi here because he's just he looks like, you know, a Build-A-Bear and he's cute as hell. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Biff was still showing us stuff. Like, Biff has not let us down at all. No. Gungi hasn't let us down either. No. So who's going to hit a home run next? Is Petro going to stop being annoying? I don't know. You know? He seems competent enough. Yeah. Um, and then also Ganoia. Ganoi. Ganoti. 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 Okay. Maybe maybe Ganoti is going to be. Maybe Zat is going to be the big one next one. Um, but really, Katuni was very... I mean... In the episode, but I kind of got the vibe that she was like the leader of them last time. Yeah, me too. She was very, uh, you know, she kind of took like a backseat role in this one. So maybe we'll get some Katuni. Yeah. Or maybe it's just going to be, um, you know, maybe Huyang or... The Petro Show. Yeah. Could be the Petro Show. Or maybe we're just going to get a fucking ton of fucking Gungi. And... Well, do you want to... Ma- uh, here, I'll give yeah. you the line and you can make your prediction. Sure. When we rescue others, we rescue ourselves. Damn. Okay, I'm going to go with a Petro on this. Okay. I think Petro is going to play a pivotal role in rescuing Ahsoka. Uh, actually, I want to backtrack. Okay. I think we're getting a full-on sacrifice from Hu Yang. I think he has... He's been on this ship for so long. He implied that he's been there for forever, you know, and he's like, never been beaten in a fight. Um, but I think he's going to realize that, you know, he it's been a great and enriching career for him. But he's going to 
it's going to come down to him or the younglings, and he's going to sacrifice himself for all of them. But it's going to be the most rewarding thing that he has ever done. All right. And he, as his battery shuts off for the last time, he's going to be like, this has all been worth it. You're all incredible. It's going to be a very emotional moment as he shuts down. And we're going to give him a big... Now it's all for one. We haven't had a good all for one in tears a few weeks. Might, tears might be shed next episode. Yeah, I think... Or else, you know, maybe it's Petro kind of growing up but i'm gonna go with huyang I, okay i feel like he's kind of their guardian at this point and we've seen him be a beast so i think he's gonna do some badass um full-on sacrifice so what do we got for the next episode next episode is entitled bound for rescue mm, sody pop all right bound for rescue and i'm assuming that's season five episode eight, eight. episode eight season five episode eight so keep going in the order here um, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So that will be coming out on Thursday. So we got anything else? I think that pretty much sums it up. Cheap butter. All right, Adam, where can the listeners reach us? Send us an email. We are at clonecastpod at gmail.com. And we are bone dry on email. <laughs> we keep telling you. Uh, I know you're listening. Also, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at ClonecastPod. Yep, I got 5G now, baby. Send us a message if you want to join the Discord. There's a lot of fun going on there. It is fun. And anything else you want to say? Uh, Five-star review, did you say that? No. no Rate no. and review us on Apple Podcasts. That would be fucking amazing. And let us know. We'll read it. All right. So we will see you next time for Bound for Rescue. Until then, may the daddy issues be with you. Never hear the tragedy of Crispin's day. Gungi style.